Hello and welcome to The Coworking Club, a podcast for female business owners who want to work for themselves, not by themselves. I'm your host Jessica Berry and each week I'll be chatting to a new guest all about the realities of running your own business, sharing tips and tricks for dealing with the loneliness and isolation that comes with working from home, as well as discussing the benefits of building community through co-working. So what are you waiting for? Come and join the club. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Coworking Club. I'm so happy to have you joining me for another solo show. I'm going to be chatting all about how being part of a community and making connections can help to bring you more work as a freelancer or business owner. But before we dive straight into today's episode, I just have a little announcement to share with you. So if you're listening to this on the day that the episode goes live, which is Monday the 21st of June, then the doors to the online club reopen today. And if you don't know already, the online club is a supportive community to help female business owners and freelancers feel less alone whilst working from home. The membership consists of several weekly calls, a very active Slack channel and all of the support and encouragement you could possibly need as a business owner. So if you signed up to the waitlist, then you will receive an email at 10am today with all of the details on how to sign up and join the club. And if you didn't join the waitlist, don't worry because we'll be opening up the spaces to everyone on Wednesday the 23rd of June at 10am as well. We do have a limited number of spaces available on every intake, so if you are keen on becoming a co-working club member, then I would try and act fast because I don't know how long the spaces will be sticking around. But yeah, if you have any questions about the online club, feel free to pop me a message over on Instagram or an email and I'd be happy to have a chat about whether it's a good fit for you. So announcement's over and it's time to get back to today's episode. So if you were to ask me the one thing that made the biggest impact when it came to building my business, I would have to, without a doubt, say building and establishing relationships. In today's very Instagram and social media focused world, it might seem a little bit old fashioned maybe to cite real genuine human connection as my most powerful business strategy. But as a rough guess, I would say that I probably got around 90% of the client work that I did back when I was a social media manager through word of mouth recommendations. And even though I'm no longer working as a social media manager or doing kind of traditional client work, I still very much see and recognise the real value and power in word of mouth recommendations because it is undoubtedly the way that I've been able to grow the co-working club community over the past few years. So I'm going to take you back to the beginning of my business journey for a moment and just share a little bit more about my story and even though it was just four years ago it sometimes feels like a completely different world because when I was first starting out as a freelancer I didn't have a professional website or a business Instagram account. 
I simply had the Instagram account that I was using alongside my lifestyle blog at the time, which is where I often spoke about my journey into freelancing. I shared some of the realities of being self-employed and working from home. And I also just had a single services page on my lifestyle blog which was really simple to the point nothing fancy but I found that people still wanted to work with me and that was because people trust recommendations. So let's take a personal example for a moment and when you're looking for a plumber or an electrician to do some work on your house Where are you most likely to turn to to find out who you could get in to do that work? Maybe a family member or a friend or perhaps a local Facebook group instead. And the reason for that is because you would much rather have a tried and tested recommendation than simply plucking the first name off of a Google search. You want to make sure that they turn up on time, they do a good job, they don't leave a load of mess and you want to have that validation from someone who has used that service before and had a good experience. And the same thing applies in the online business space. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I got my first ever freelancing client and This was back in 2016, I think, 2016, 2017, when I had a lifestyle blog, some of you might remember, it was called Jess Who, and I did this in my spare time, and at this point, I hadn't even thought about stepping into the freelance space. I was super interested in female entrepreneurship. I listened to a lot of podcasts at that time. Emma Gannon's Control-Alt-Delete was one of my favourites and still is to this day. And I found the whole thing really inspiring. And I loved the idea of setting up a business and doing something for myself. But at that stage, I didn't know what that business could be and I hadn't really pursued it any further. So one day I received a message from a connection that I'd made back in a previous employed role and the message was from an interior blogger and she was looking for some help kind of behind the scenes with some admin bits and social media management and she wondered whether I would be interested in helping her out. And at the time that I made that connection it wasn't you know someone that I thought I made a huge impression on because We didn't work together on a day-to-day basis or anything like that, but I mean, I guess I must have made a somewhat good impression because, you know, she chose to reach out to me and ask me if I wanted to help her out within her business. And, you know, from setting up my own business, I now understand what a big deal that is. You're choosing to trust someone and let them into your business and share that with them. She could have chosen to reach out to someone who was already freelancing and, you know, promoting the services, or she could have asked on her Instagram account because she had a pretty big following at the time, so I'm sure she would have got some real interest, but she chose to approach me individually instead, despite not having any freelance experience at that point, because she obviously felt as though she could trust me based on our prior relationship that we'd built and the work that we did together in my previous role. So my big bit of advice from that would be to really focus on building connections and making a good impression, even if it's within a situation where you don't know what it could lead to. 
You never really know what could come from building relationships and establishing connections further down the line. So I always try to make a good impression and just show people what my work ethic is. So from this point, I worked hard to show this client that she'd made a good decision by providing the best service I possibly could. And from there, she actually recommended me to several of her close industry connections many of whom were pretty big interior bloggers. So yeah, she was really happy to shout about me and put my name forward for any opportunities she heard about, which was amazing and something that is pretty much invaluable in the early stages of freelancing. She was pretty much my biggest cheerleader at this point and I was actually able to take the leap into self-employment purely due to the clients that she'd put me in touch with, which resulted in thousands of pounds of retained client work. My other big tip from this experience would be don't be afraid to make it known to current clients that you do have capacity to take on work and you'd appreciate them recommending you to anyone they think would be a good fit. There's lots of talk online at the moment glorifying being fully booked, sometimes to the point where it can feel maybe a little bit shameful or embarrassing to admit that you do have capacity to take on more work, but definitely don't let pride get in the way of you potentially building up your client base. And it wasn't just in those really early stages of setting up my business that connections proved so important. At every single step along the way, I focused on building my network and growing my community and time after time it has proved to be so, so valuable. So I thought I'd just run through a couple of the ways that I have created connections and built up my community over the past few years, which has ultimately resulted in bringing in more work. So tip number one would be to attend networking events. Obviously, when they're back up and running post-lockdown, But my big recommendation here would be to choose events carefully that you think your ideal customers or clients could be hanging out at. So I went along to several smaller events which were aimed at creative business owners and female founders and I just found that I instantly connected with people in the room because we all shared kind of similar values, we were working within similar industries and we all just kind of got one another's businesses and what we were about. So this environment was really conducive to nice, flowing, easy conversations. There was no sales tactics or anything like that. It was more a case of building friendships, which, you know, months down the line, or in some cases, even years down the line, ultimately resulted in signing retainer clients on more than one occasion. And as a word of warning, please don't go along to events or meetups like this purely thinking of them as a business transaction or how many people you could possibly convert into clients. Purely concentrate on building authentic and honest relationships, which could, and big emphasis on the could, potentially turn into something else further down the line. So tip number two would be to be part of a community and I know I'm pretty biased but I think the co-working club is pretty great and there's a real kind of no competition element within the community. Even though we have lots of members working within the same or similar industries, everyone is always so willing to recommend one another or pop opportunities within the Slack channel 
And I know members who have picked up literally thousands of pounds worth of work through the online membership. I'm actually just going to read out a couple of quotes from current members because they can put it into words a lot better than I can. So this one says, the co-working club has given me thousands of pounds in business, genuinely. I've recommended so many other members for work and I'm sure they have recommended me too. It shaped my business so much at the start and my membership has more than paid for itself. The next one says, I've picked up so much work through co-working club connections and I've 1 million percent made my money back. Even outside the value of the Slack channel, the co-working calls and everything else there is on offer. There's that amazing quote that says, surround yourself with people who would mention your name in a room full of opportunities and I genuinely think that's what being part of a community is. Everyone within the co-working club especially just wants to see each other do well and succeed so I'm more than happy to put each other forward for opportunities or recommend each other if they're already fully booked or an opportunity or inquiry doesn't quite align with their business values. And my third tip would be to make sure that you are doing that in return and recommending other business owners for work. The more that you do that for other people, the more likely it is that they will do it for you too. And it's just all about that good karma, isn't it? So you could even set up a referral scheme with other business owners who do complementary services to you. So if you're a graphic designer, maybe teaming up with a web designer or a social media manager. So if you ever get any inquiries asking for recommendations in those fields, you can throw out these names and they can do the same in return for you. And I'm sure recommending other people for work will come back around at some point and result in some work for you as well. So that wraps up today's episode. I really hope that you found it useful. And as I mentioned at the start of the episode, if you are looking to be part of a supportive community of female business owners and then the doors to the online club are reopening today for those of you on the waitlist and we would absolutely love to have you in the club you'll be able to find all of the details in the show notes and thank you again for listening have a great day if you enjoy this podcast please do subscribe so you keep up to date with all of future episodes And if you could possibly leave a review, it would really help us in this early stage of launching the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next Monday.